Welcome to The Edge Conversations, a podcast series produced by the Institute for Molecular Bioscience at the University of Queensland. Each episode is a deep dive into the often lifelong journeys and struggles of people with infection, pain, and other chronic illnesses. By harnessing expertise in chemistry, structural biology, genomics, cell biology, and bioinformatics, IMB has become Australia's leading life sciences research institute. Set apart in its ability to translate basic biology through to health outcomes, IMB is bringing new treatments to patients for infection, pain, chronic disease, and more. The Edge Conversations. Personal and inspiring stories fueling IMB's pursuit of cutting-edge research. Today we're talking to Joseph Donataccio. Joseph's story is an interesting one, and there's a very important lesson in it for us all. Joseph, thank you very much for joining us today for IMB Impact Stories. Pleasure. We're here to hear all about yours. Yours is a very interesting story in the sense that it starts with you doing everything wrong. Um, Would you yes. like? <laughs> Would you like to tell me about that infamous morning? Goodness, fourth of October, two thousand and seventeen. A normal night, the night before. Woke up feeling groggy. My partner, Tammy, uh, says, darling, I think you've had a stroke. And I said, don't be ridiculous. And so I ignored her. She wouldn't let, leave me alone. I drove to my office, which is just 800 metres away. And um, I just felt so bad. You know, I, I felt like I'd had a big night on the terps. So please tell me that at this point you thought it was a good thing to ring the doctor. Sure. I did think it was a good thing to ring the doctor, so I made an appointment, would you believe? <laughs> so I'm at the doctor's and um, uh, he checks me over, not sure if I've had a stroke. He said, let's just send you to the hospital anyway, just to check. And uh, that's when the doctor, I guess, broke the news to me. And what is running through your mind? You are on a bed, your head is strapped in, somebody you don't know leans over you and says, Joseph, you've had a stroke. What what is going through your mind? Just utter, total disbelief. This is, not, this is not something that I could process in a way that was even remotely rational, um, just to come left field from you know, being fit and healthy, uh, working you know, uh, intensely as I normally do, uh, to something like, you've had a stroke. How, how can this possibly be? This is impossible. Happens you know. to other people, right? Yeah, and, and I, I actually swore at the doctor and I said, you know, you tell me again, what, you know, what are you saying? And uh, he told me the second time and I went, oh my God, you know, it, it, this can't be for real. And then uh, I guess at that point, you know, the fear sets in and, um, you know, what does my life hold from here? Where, where do I go with this, you know? And so once you get diagnosed, obviously you have a set of um, deficiencies, as they Deficit, call them. Deficits, Deficit, yeah. de deficits. What, how did it manifest in you? So the deficits that I, um, that I had then, I guess, was the fine motor skills mostly in the, in the right arm. Um, also a general uh, lethargy, I guess, in, in, you know, in, so I couldn't work in the way that I used to. I'd have to sleep a lot more. I couldn't do the hours I used to do. That must be very frustrating for somebody like you. Absolutely, because you know I spent half my time in, in planes flying around the country. So uh, I was scared to fly, um, obviously couldn't drive. But with exercise, uh, I had um, uh, physiotherapy, 
occupational therapy. Uh, I, I, I hired an exercise physiologist for six months, um, really intensive work, because they said the, six the first six months is really the, the prime opportunity to try to recover some of this because the brain will relearn, so create new pathways for the, neuron, for the messages to go through. Um, and so I thought, well, that's my, if you like, the best get out of jail card that I've got. Mm. And so I'm going to play that card. Uh, so invested as much as I could possibly do into that. You, you have a very curious mind, Joseph. Yes. And you then discovered the work that was happening at IMB at the University of Queensland. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Well, uh, Tammy and I uh, used to um, frequent the, um, the, the various seminars and that that the University of Queensland more broadly uh, were offering um, on leadership and all these sorts of things. And anyway, we got an invite to this one about stroke. And I thought, well, obviously, you know, given my history, this is going to be a must, must attend. Um, and that's where we, we met Professor Glenn King, um, and he's the head, he heads up the research in the stroke um, um, uh, part of that, their, their research. There are many, many parts of, of, of IMB at the University of Queensland, uh, but, uh, and obviously, but this was near and dear to my heart. So I then met the team and um, just, um, just absolutely delightful people. Um, you know, they're, they're just adorable, all of them. Uh, so friendly, so caring. And, um, and what I took away from, from, you know, and I'm still learning lots and lots, and obviously I'll never, never catch up to Professor Glenn King, but uh, he, he's, he's taught me so much, and the IMB has taught me so much um, to understand actually what's happened in my body and to look at uh, the ways of making a difference for other people. Hmm. I guess one thing that I'm learning from your story is that there is a big difference between being curious about our health and being paranoid about it. And I think curiosity is definitely in your blood. Um, what, what is it that you've learnt about um, Glenn's research in terms of what, what, what is, what's happening there? I know there's something to do with a spider and venom and all sorts of things. Give me the rundown. From what I understand, IMB at University of Queensland have, have the largest venom collection in the world, you know, which is just amazing. His research is using the peptides that they extract from these venomous animals. Um, and there are about 10 million or so peptides in a toxic um, a poison from, from a spider. And he's found you know, a small family of those, and one in particular, uh, that will stop the transmission of the messages in the brain that when a stroke occurs, instead of having that ripple effect of, of you know, ever increasing damage to the brain, this stops it dead in its tracks. So if they can administer this, this drug in a very short time, it can significantly improve the deficits the, or the lack of the deficits for people um, and, and, and reduce that, that heartache that happens later when people you know, can't walk and, and so forth with all the disabilities that frequently come from having a stroke. Um, so uh, that's the brilliance of it. Now, the other amazing thing is that it, if it's administered to a, a patient who's had a stroke and it was a bleed, a hemorrhagic stroke, I think you, put, you, you call it, um, it actually doesn't make that much difference to them 
at the, is the current feeling, I think. But if it's a block, which is 85% of the strokes, an ischemic stroke, then it, as I said, it will stop the damage. And that is a game changer. Put, in the, put that in the context of 50,000 strokes ballpark a year in Australia alone, the second biggest killer in the world. This has got to be something which we need to move move on. You know? And this is the amazing thing about research into whatever medical area it is, is that, you know, our scientists need to be given the time and the money to research this because the, the ramifications it has for the cost, lowering costs of to our medical system and to taking the break off or the, I guess, the weight off resources is never, you know, it's far reaching. And I guess that's probably, you know, what you've kind of learnt from his work. Absolutely. The, the, I guess human nature is such that if we don't see something's broken, then don't fix it. Mm. And, and I guess it's one of those things where we really need to get on the front foot. And unfortunately in Australia, we, we don't spend enough on this sort of thing. You know, the folks out there are so dedicated, they're so brilliant. And, you know, if we could help them in any way at all, I guess the advocacy, you know, philanthropic, philanthropically, uh, if we could help them progress that research. And, and, and we're not talking just about stroke here. You know, as I said, you know, in terms of heart transplant and preserving the hearts, in terms of pain, endometriosis, cancer, um, saving the reef and, with, and doing studies in, in algae, um, it, the, the breast cancer, the list goes on and on. These people are just brilliant. And, uh, you know, I would wish that we would invest some money, and that's an investment, rather than fix up, the, you know, the problems later. And this is the message, I guess, for the politicians, um, to say, you know, we, we need to do more here uh, with this. But, of course, you know, everyone's got varying needs in the country, and, you know, everyone's is the most important, of course. But, gee, I wish we could do more in terms of funding for, for these people. Thank you very much, Joseph, for your time today. It was a really fascinating conversation. Best of luck with everything, and we'll speak soon. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to The Edge Conversations. For more information on the Institute for Molecular Bioscience at the University of Queensland, visit their website, imb.uq.edu.au.